2: Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are back with episodes five, six, seven, eight, nine of season one of Arcane. We're done. We finished it. Me, Dave, Jimmy, and Luke are all on the same page. And we're going to just rip through these last episodes and the season as a whole. Talk about everything we loved. And if, if anyone has something they didn't like, they can also say that. But here's my first thing. Blanket statement. Adored it. Nice. Next. For some reason in my brain, I thought this was a standalone series, but it's yeah. not. Season two is already confirmed.
1: Yeah. Season two has always been confirmed. The question is, oh. originally, they're going to completely jump to a different point of view in the world at the around the same timeline to build up completely new characters with the events of Arcane season one potentially just being subtle things in the background.
0: Like, we yeah. would have never seen the direct aftermath of what happened right. from the explosion. It would have been, we would have been like on the other side of the world and they would have been talking about it in a newspaper or something like, oh, this is what happened right. Vers- versus then us just seeing what happens.
2: But would they have eventually gotten back in like season 10, the characters mix up? So that's
1: the question because it became so insanely popular and well received that I think the writers could be swayed to continuing the storyline. But the issue is that they're basically at the level that they are in the video game now. Like they all have their weapons, they have their abilities, they have their personality traits of like of Vi and Jinx kind of having like voice lines against each other, which makes sense now a little bit. So we're already at the point where we're at the video game. Is it the public pressure enough to push them to keep going with these loved characters, or are we just going to drop them and trust the creators to go and to the backstory and origins of completely different characters? Like nobody really knows and there's nothing confirmed yet. Uh, but the one working theory I heard was um so Mel, counselor Mel's mom, Marta or something like that. Medarda. Medarda, yes. Uh she talks about her home country that Mel's from. It's called Noxus. There's a thought that maybe season two completely takes place in Noxus. And we'll hear about Jinx and Vi, and V's God damn. <laughs> Jinx, and, Jinx and Vi's impact through just like her. Like she could be a bridge character, something along those lines. Like no my one daughter really knows like- it yet, though.
0: Potentially her just opening scene, just her crying that her daughter just got fucking blown to smithereens.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, I guess my thing is, because I knew that, so I misspoke, I knew it was supposed to be anthology. I thought it would wrap up in a more yeah. satisfying way.
3: Mm-hmm. I and agree.
2: Not that it wasn't satisfying, because I'm like, G- fucking give me season two right now of these same characters, though. Mm-hmm. I swore we were just going to have like Vi and drinks. Hugging and Caitlin and and Vi Smooching and I'm like, what is going on? Give me give me it. What's going <laughs> on? So oh, off man. on
0: that prediction. I remember you talking about that on the last podcast episode. Like, I can't wait for everyone to just be like hugging at the end. And I'm like, <laughs> Yep, no. <laughs>
1: so before we so, go that, let's get Jimmy's initial.
2: Yeah, Jimmy.
0: Yeah. So I, I guess it's really, really good
4: that I don't know anything about the video games. So if you know the video games, you know the ending pretty much has to be jinx and Vi don't get along, right? Mm -hmm. I'm glad I didn't know that. Let me just preface everything saying I freaking loved it as well. Phenomenal nine episodes of television. I will say that I got to the final episode and I was like, how the hell are they going to wrap this up? You know, it felt like every single thread was wide open Mm -hmm. and I was going the way where I, I said when we were doing predictions like, hey, maybe like they're against each other in the video game. So maybe they will be enemies at the end, but I did go with my final prediction was, I believe that they are going to end up back together. Yeah.
1: So I was like, I'm going to go over some of that stuff too.
4: Yeah. So as it's going on, I'm like, how is this going to wrap up where they're together? And then it was like, how is this going to have any kind of, ending with like jace's storyline where where they're telling him make a decision and and we have to fight Silco and all this stuff and i was like holy shit i just can't figure out i actually went on to google and i said how many episodes are in arcane season (laughs) one because i was about to text you guys and be like guys i need i need another 45 minutes i i thought it was nine episodes and it was 10
3: Mm -hmm. but
4: the way that it wraps up is awesome i might have a hot take that we'll get to but i do love that that's how like the the, the animation the cinematography for the ending where she just brings up the freaking shark bazooka Mm -hmm. and and lets it rip especially because it's like her own made gun like you know everything else has been for the whole nine episodes amazing but yeah let's just get into it let's start talking and then i'm gonna i'm gonna get into more stuff
0: yep for sure do you want to say anything before i rehash their predictions dave no, just that rewatching this has been such a fucking joy. Like, I loved it my first watch through, but I didn't even think it was possible that I would love it even more. But the second watch through, I, I was texting the chat. Like, I think Kathleen and Jimmy hadn't quite watched yet, but I was just sitting there just by myself. Like, I love these episodes. I just want to keep <laughs> yeah, texting. I just yeah. like spam in the chat. It's such a phenomenal show.
4: Oh, wait, yeah. let me just jump into. I need to say this really quick. Echo, little man. Yeah. Let's go.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. That was
0: Hummer first... Dinger's
1: the homie, dude. Yep. Yeah.
0: That was gonna All be my right. first thing to bring up, but I'll let Luke uh... so yeah.
1: I'm gonna bring up the predictions, but that is my favorite thing that you guys like didn't even think to guess yeah. like how little man played into the time skip, or even yep. if the firelight's leader mattered was yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. So... I
4: actually my whole thing in my head, I remember asking you guys and telling you guys like we didn't even see Echo yet. We haven't mm-hmm. seen little man because that was the time jump, but they just didn't show him. And I remember thinking in my own head, and I don't know if I said it out loud, that these firelights are probably just like some like side bad guys that we need to take care of and not matter. Mm-hmm. So the fact that, you know, he unmasked and it's little man. I was like, sweet, baby, let's go.
1: The boy savior, man. All right, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But I just want to bring up these predictions. And then this could maybe guide some of our early conversation, because one thing I was very interested in was seeing if either of you guys were going to pick up on a prediction of any of the romances and how it ended mm-hmm. up shaking out was Jimmy thought it was going to end up being Jace and Kate. Caitlin
3: yeah Um, yeah. and
1: then Kathleen her initial uh, prediction was Mel and Jace which was point for her and then in parentheses Caitlin and Jace are endgame but I'm sure you're both completely happy with the vibes they started to shift it towards right
2: so (laughs) so (laughs) let me be clear I think if I would have gotten like 10 more seconds of adult Vi Mm -hmm. I would have been like she's a lesbian
3: yep (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: queer vibes i, I love it it would have been like i would have guessed that but i can't believe i didn't guess that at least i guessed a single queer thing with mm-hmm. victor which we can get into him because that was yeah. sad that was really yeah. sad um victor and jace but yeah no i that was amazing and it's funny because my one of my other predictions from the last episode was, like, I feel like I'm really going to like Kate. And <laughs> you know I do. Yeah. You know I do. Yeah. Go ahead. I was
1: super excited for you to get that reveal because you, you don't get enough of Caitlyn pre-time skip and you right. don't get too much of her last time we talked because she was only that small time that small bit of plot but her storyline's great she ends up having phenomenal character growth like in terms of just how she viewed top side versus underside so that was good to see I, but yeah. le- I just want to leave that aside last prediction thing then we could just open it up to whatever final prediction for Vi and Jinx and what would end up happening Kathleen says that they were going to just completely have a reconciliation with zero deaths like it was just going to be a clean get back together girl power kind of thing <laughs> Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Had uh, Jinx beating the shit out of Vi, but then before she ends it, she comes to her senses and they end up getting back together as sisters. So when you guys are saying that, me and Dave were just like side-eyeing each other. Like, <laughs> hell yeah. They finally, especially for Jimmy. Jimmy always yeah. nails these kind of endgame things like so early. <laughs> I was so excited that you guys didn't see this coming. We also set yeah. them up
0: a little bit for failure by not like, I guess being totally clear on how the ending was supposed to be like so we kind of screwed you guys in that department but yeah i was finally you guys not nailing a prediction like oh vander's gonna die uh Milo and Glag Mm. are on the chopping block and all these other predictions that were pissing me off because they were on the money. I was glad to (laughs) say I got a couple wrong. And it
1: was very meta of them that they picked this song purposely by Imagine Dragons, right? Like everybody wants to be my enemy. This is like the complete mindset of Jinx after she starts going crazy and stuff. And it was like kind of right there. And then also the title sequence itself ends with Jinx and Vi like squaring up, like aiming their weapons at each other. And I was just hoping that you guys were kind of like skipping it after you saw it once didn't really kind of put it together and because they do give it away right there and i actually don't love that they do that but it, in hindsight and watching
0: it again it's amazing like it shouldn't come like the intro shouldn't be a thing until maybe like episode five yeah or after the times yeah where would I, I there's so many places that we can start with I'll, I'll start with like the echo thing because i just want to cover i guess a majority of what he was doing like he has the amazing clash with Jinx on the bridge, which me and Luke absolutely fucking love, like that fight between those two, the fact that it's flashing back and forth between yep, Young incredible. and present. That's President, amazing. And, oh, it's just so well done. And Echo is just, you can see how much he's grown. Like, he's definitely uh, been affected by every, like, I mean, a lot of people have been, but he definitely chose to grow up at a, like, an absurd rate quicker than, like, other people, I would say. Like, he he grew, what is the place that they're in, like, Heimerdinger is now in, with just, the, the it's tree? It's called
1: the, I just called it the Firelight. Um, hideout.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like the fact that he was able to start that at whatever age he was and just grew it to be an actual place where people could just live freely. Echo, to me, I'm sure Jimmy is the same for you. Like he is just definitely a top character for me, without a doubt. Oh, yeah.
4: Echo is the man. I'm glad that we got more information. Obviously, I knew we were going to see something that. About him and, and what came of him after he was after the time jump. But the fact that we didn't see it after the initial time jump episode, I was like, hmm, the firelight reveal loved it. You know, the fact that he just is pure good, loved mm-hmm. it. You know, there's different ways that people can be affected. Obviously, we see Jinx going one way. We have Vi who went in, into jail and she would have been 100 percent on Echo's side. She would have been with the firelights, I would assume, if she was OK and in, and not in prison. But seeing him just purely go, you know, good and and using his powers, quote unquote, for good, the good of everybody and trying to fix everything for the downsiders, undersiders, yeah, the down people. lowers, down the unders- lanes.
3: Yeah. yeah, yeah lo-
4: but I mean, his hair is badass. Yeah. He's got some guns on him. He's like, he's shredded up. Dude, he's I, doing
0: it for me. I love the reveal in that moment when it's him and Vi. They're just they're talking and they're both. Very mad at each other because obviously for yeah. Echo, like Vi disappeared out of nowhere. She was presumed to be dead for so long. And for Vi, you know, Echo, I guess maybe wasn't fully there for for Jinx either or Powder at the time. And so there was a little bit of tension. But as soon as Vi undoes the shackles and just like walks up and just hugs him. And he starts to cry. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking cry. Yeah. Like this is so beautiful. <laughs> like, I'm so glad they were able to, able to just squash that beef right away, rather than just like staying enemies for like a couple episodes. And that they were able to just I, go at it together.
4: You know, I guess maybe I do have a little bit of a a thumbs down maybe for Echo. I don't know. Is it is it his fault? Like, not his fault, but is he at fault for not doing anything to try to help Jinx when Vi was gone? Because maybe that is a little bit uh, on him.
2: Okay, so this was going to be exactly my point. So first of all, I just want to say Scotty from the Wilds, season two, one of the boys on the island, is the voice of Echo, which I just wanted to say that because Jimmy's the only one who that will matter to, on this spot at least. Um, But anyway, so I liked all the Echo stuff for many reasons, and Echo is cool himself. But I was actually going to say the Echo stuff really just shows you that, Jinx is so far gone that even this, like, the the sight of an old, old, old friend does not even do anything to her. Vi's the only one who could slightly get her out of it a little bit, but I think my hottest take of the sh- of the series is that and maybe it's not a hot take, but it's not that I don't like Jinx because I love her mm. on screen. She's incredible and I and like good on Arcane for not just being like, Oh, they get back together, it's a sweet right. story. But like Jinx is like actually a terrible villain. Like terrible yeah. and like she's an amazing she's villain. Bad. I mean terrible, yeah. she's a terrible person. Yep. Yeah. She really is. And and the trajectory of all that happened and happening, killing Vander, Milo, Clagger and all that stuff it really was just, she must've been on a fine line to begin with. Like Mm -hmm. she was our sweet powder. She fucks up a lot of things. She's a little neurotic as a kid, but like all that happened was the switch. She needed to just absolutely fall into this Mm -hmm. neuroses madness, like crazy that she's a crazy character. And so I was kind of rooting against her. I thought I would always kind of be on her side still a little bit, but I wasn't. And that's my hot take.
1: We'll keep, talking about jinx a lot more later but i do want to comment on something you specifically said there i totally agree that she was unhinged before the whole vander situation happened because when she's talking with Silco when he kind of hugs her for the first time pre-time skip like the end of episode three she's already like talking crazy to herself so you're totally right and that was a good spot because eventually she was going to break but i'm sure if i was there the whole time it would have been tamed and fine um but jimmy i want to say real quick about the echo thing that you were saying, like the whole gripe about, like, maybe he could have done more for her. But literally, the last time we see her as a kid, she's already directly with Silco. And then she's never not with Silco from then on out. So it's kind of tough to assume that, yeah, that I mean, Echo it would have even w- had a chance. But it would have literally to it.
4: have to be that Echo would have to like rally the troops to try to break her out. Like, that's a tall order for as him. An I understand. Too. Yeah. yeah, I understand. I'm putting my finger up here, Kathleen, because I said, 10 minutes ago I have a hot take and it's the same hot take as mm-hmm. you. 100% the same. And we will talk about this as as it gets to, towards us talking about the finale and the final s- scenes, but there's a big difference in my eyes between like your freaking badass cool character and I like you. Yep. You know, like yep. <laughs> Harley Quinn, like you know, I I mean Jinx is a fr- is awesome. You know, seeing her and and we've talked about the animation and all this stuff how amazing it is throughout the episodes but my uh, theories or whatever totally changed as soon as she took Shimmer. Soon as she took Shimmer, I was like, she's not going back to the good side. Mm. And the animation of showing her pink eye in the background behind Silco in the one scene in the shadow. I was like, this is full, full villain. And I go, I love you, but I don't like you because you're kind <laughs> of annoying. You know, it's one of those kind of things. Yeah. So we'll talk about it more. But Kathleen... It's hot, I think, in general, but I agree.
2: A scene I loved with Jinx is the one where she goes back to, like, the old haunts, you know, where they all used to hang out, Milo Clagger, and it's like the, the punching machine thing, but the scene... Within that scene, when she kills the bird, it looks like she's going to, like, spare the bird. And then it's just like, oh, my like, God, damn it. She is a wild woman. It made me laugh. I think I, like, cackled out loud. I was like, this fucking bitch. I love her, but <laughs>
1: like, it's crazy. Is there anybody more entertaining on screen than Yeah, her? Like, Well, that's, you, that's
4: a thing. Yeah. That's her
1: title is the entertaining one. Like, she's just so fun to watch. And just this format and this animation style fits her The best out of everybody. And honestly, you might even be able to argue Echo might be second because of how that fight on the bridge turned out. But it's just so it's so well done with just how they use it to to basically just emphasize these crazy personality traits of her. And it's all just like subtle flashing things that I'm sure if you watch the show four times and were to look at it like frame by frame, you'll pick up something new every freaking second.
4: Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love how she got second place still to Vi. Yeah, yeah. The they scoreboard. do all those little things so yeah. well.
1: Like the subtlety of what that the of like what that means. It's just it's so yep. well done.
2: Totally. Speaking of Vi, can I laugh at my notes because a little higher up in the notes my note says, what's with the Roman numeral six on her face? And then a few down goes, oh, it says Vi. <laughs> I was yeah. at myself. I was yeah. like, wait, what does that mean? And then I'm like, is that just mean Vi? Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Is that what it means?
0: I think so. I don't think there's any Okay, I think it's just a cool tattoo that, yeah, it just looks Prison good. Tap. Yeah, it just looks good, but it also just is a symbol of her name as well. So and let's take
1: this too. home with Echo. We can close it out because I know Everything is connected to either Jinx or Vi, but I just want to kind of just anything else that we can focus on with Echo just to finish that conversation. Um, last thing I'll say about the bridge scene, though, I was waiting for this episode since we started the pilot. Like I knew I was going to end up rewatching the show and I knew it was going to get to this moment just because the episode itself starts out. It's You know it's going to be about him where it's like a completely different music style and just like the even the animation vibes are a little bit different in favor of just like that's his motif, I guess, in the show. But when he sits there and like faces off against Jinx and like drops mm-hmm. his little time device and it's just like the ticking the music. That, starts. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> oh, I feel like my my hairs are standing on my arm right now. And it's just him just like getting ready and they're doing it. In combination with Jinx like prepping herself, standing to the side with the gun and flashing between Powder and him. And then it just does the whole badass music scene. And then it just like that, that little time machine. I'm sure I don't know much about League of Legends, but that's probably like one of his abilities that you Mm -hmm. can use to kind of like zip back a little bit. But all of that was just fucking epic. And even though he was a beast, like Jinx had to kind of get the better of him with the bomb and stuff because. I thought he that was his his scene. I thought that was his death scene. It's close
4: like i mean uh, he only he actually only came out of it with like a broken ankle or whatever i mean she was half dead
3: so but
0: even my second time watching it, I, I hear that Echo, I guess, is like a master of time in the game. So, like has some sort of like time travel or something along those lines. And like even when we first get introduced to him in like episode two or three, it was, he's working on a clock. I don't that was something small that I couldn't bring up in the time, but I can now. Right. But honestly, if he has some sort of time traveling ability, to me, my second watch through, I took it as like he did eat that bullet. Like she probably got him, but he hit the the rewind on time mm-hmm. and then was able to avoid the final bullet of him getting shot because like what is it it's a flashback of him and her being kids and she's like laughing because she gets him right in the stomach even my first time watching i was like oh my god did echo just die
1: that's totally how i took it he
4: escaped that twice in like 10 minutes and i'm loving it but Mm -hmm. i honestly did think he was dead i thought that was his death scene and i was like wow like he was so cool we got A nice episode of him, and and that's it.
1: Wow, damn. Turns into the meeting that nobody saw coming of Hummerdinger coming out of here. Hummerdinger, (laughs) baby. And him getting the complete perspective switch, which it seems like all of our topsider characters eventually got by the end of the show, besides the council members. Um, That's not including Jace. So that was cool because he really had no idea what was going on down there and thought he did, like with all those centuries of living and was just shocked at the resiliency of some of the undersiders. So that was like a good moment for him to be like, okay. This is the side I need to be working for, using my genius for. And I'm sure if there was a season two, he would be like full on just in the firelights,
0: basically. He yeah. He's the man, especially when that little girl comes up to him, hands him like all the nuts and bolts. Mm-hmm. And he just like does that magic trick yeah. and it becomes a little gear. I'm like, you are so cute, Hummerdinger. <laughs> like, come on. We all need a little Hummerdinger action in our life. Yeah. Hell yeah. And
1: his pet, his pet made yeah. another appearance.
2: And uh, Yeah, he was scared.
4: His pet was livid when Victor and Jace were talking back to him.
0: Oh, yeah. So
1: do we want to take it there next?
0: Yeah. yeah. Jimmy's saying his name. I just want to take this because Victor, to me, I always loved Victor and I love seeing him like the ending that he got, even though it was totally depressing and everything. But I'm just glad he wasn't full evil because we had talked about it on the last podcast that he does seem like he could do something drastic that would cause him to go evil or does have tendencies that might make him seem a little more bad than maybe Jace. I'm glad that in the end that he's still considered a good guy, even though the the incident that happens. But for me, Victor also is another phenomenal character, just that he's persevering through everything, even though he's a little stubborn at points. He he knows what needs to get done.
2: They didn't introduce that like woman assistant until these episodes, right? This was her first. Uh, no, we, yeah, I guess
1: this grouping of episodes, but she was in. Right. Early, yeah, multiple.
2: Right. And she was so cute, like her last moments, her pumping herself up to present to someone she obviously is inspired by, but probably has a crush on as well. And then he just incinerates her by accident. She
4: saves but, him, man. Well, she's trying yeah. to save him. She didn't actually save
0: him, but brutal. I think she saves him in the sense that afterwards he now realizes that what he's working yeah. with yeah. is like he should have taken Hummerdinger's word from the get go. He realizes that. But that was so, I felt so bad for Victor. Like he's already had a terrible life as is. And now you're going to just throw on that one, he's trying to help people and himself a little bit and he's willing to put his life on the line. And then this, person who he like it wasn't even really his fault Like it was just coincidence that she was just coming into the office at the same time yeah and then just gets completely incinerated that was it was so sad to see for victor and then just right right after when the the parallels of him about to jump off the like his Mm -hmm. spot and then jace comes in he's like oh am i interrupting something it's just like so nice those two are just meant to be like boys forever
4: (laughs) yeah they're homies and Cute. Kathleen wants something to kiss, dude. I do. If the relationship between Jace and Mel didn't happen and that was never on screen, then I could then I would say, like, yeah, they could have loved each other. Mm-hmm. The two of them.
2: I completely until this very moment forgot about the sex scene and how I was like, my, my note also says, this is my first animated make out with tongue. I yeah, that was that was before. that was
4: graphic. And we saw and we saw Mel's mom's uh, side boob. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of skin going on in this episode or these four episodes for Victor. I said in my theory that I could see him doing drastic things and becoming evil. Yeah. And I said I didn't want that to happen. So I'm glad it did. I you mean, he happy, ended right? up. Yeah, he ended up going pretty drastic. I, I got a little confused of what was happening to him like it fixed his leg and then it fixed his hand but then what would if it would have taken over his whole body then he would have been fully cured and he would have been like i was thinking it is it gonna make him like a monster for a second i thought that it took over him when it went through like it did that thing where it like flashed over his eyes and then he fell and i was like wait so is this thing taking over his body i was a little confused with the whole scenario
0: i was going for like the shimmer were those side effects like even my second time watching it's still a little confusing, but I think for the time being the, like at first, it works obviously because he's able to run walk, but I, the effects weren't like permanent. and at the same time because there's shimmer involved that it's again an addiction. So I think he was willing to like chase that high, if not maybe a stronger high for the shimmer. And that's kind of where, what led him to start grabbing the actual like hex core thing and then cause that whole thing. But I think shimmer is the one to blame for like those, that tendencies there.
1: Yeah, no, I think you're right. If he, he would have had to keep taking it or what he was trying to do, there was like mix with it and make it be permanent. But I just don't think it worked out. And this is a case of where it sucks that we don't really have League of legends knowledge, but I'm pretty sure Victor is a playable character and I'm pretty sure he does have abilities related to the, to the hex score like that. Okay. So, so okay. that was just kind of more of a flash
0: at what he maybe eventually becomes. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking it up right now. His nickname is the Machine Herald Victor, and I'm gonna be honest, he does not look like a good guy. To <laughs> 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 be honest, he looks very evil. But yeah. I guess we'll we'll only find out. Does he look did- sickly in the game? No, he looks like a beast. Actually, he looks like he's got <laughs> yeah, so he's all hex cored up. Yeah, he's got this sweet armor, like a third hand. Oh my god. So,
4: so okay, we're gonna talk about Jace in a second too, and we can talk about the finale and the ending scenes. But does that mean that Jace is just not in the game?
0: No, he is. He totally
1: is. But he's well. We don't know. I, we
0: don't know if he's alive or dead.
1: Right, and it's actually amazing because you got to see the weapon he uses. I think I'm pretty sure he uses yeah, that big hap- hammer, and like he yeah. has they showcase some of his abilities like that. But that's why i was trying to kind of say earlier maybe it was even our pilot like some of these characters can die but they'll still be in the game like i don't really know yeah. what they consider canon or how much they care about preserving someone that's dead or not so take it with okay okay yeah
0: the defender of tomorrow is jace's nickname in the video games i'm just like pulling up his oh, he names. All he's the defender man but He's like, like that you're
2: good
4: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah okay that's Seems how i like... took it
0: Jason Diaz,
4: you know what I'm saying?
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Were you seeing it the second? Time? Yeah, I could see yeah, it. I could yeah, see it. Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: Last thing I want to say about Victor is the backstory introduced an important character that I'm going to bring up later. It's that mad scientist that actually turned Jinx into evil Jinx.
0: I'll say He was also yeah. part of the founder of Ship. Like we saw him in episodes one to three. Yeah, right? like he was there. Right. He didn't have the mask.
1: Um, so I can put a pin in that. Let's talk about Mel now, and that'll kind of naturally lead us to talking more about Jace, but. Mel is someone I'm very curious that your guys take because I'll just let you guys talk just what you thought going into these episodes and what you thought coming out. Because I had a weird experience my first time with that, with Mel as a character.
2: Weird experience in what way? Like with her and her mom and the backstory?
1: I just thought she was the sketchiest person all the way up until the finale when I realized it was just misleading She's not- sketchy. Yeah. yeah. She was a good yeah. character
0: the whole time. It was like the same thing for Victor. like misleading sketchy i think they were both to me potential for villains and then they just weren't in the end
4: i think for mel me and kathleen said that it would be bad for jace if they Mm -hmm. become a relationship because she's manipulating him and i took it like i really do think she was doing that for a little bit and then she falls in love with him and then she starts to believe in him and the goodness of jace just takes over her and she you know decides to see the light and i mean it seems almost like when she sees her mom you know they're having that little conflict and then obviously right in the last scene she takes her ring off knowing that she's not going to join her mom she's going to join jace and she's going to make the decision to to back jace for peace and Mm -hmm. but i i honestly think that if it would have been an episode before or maybe two episodes before she would have been like no because you could there's a scene where she's talking to her assistant and the assistant's like he seems to be like a good asset that you secured like not right. like hey you have a crush on him right like you you love him right no it's like he's an asset and you're mm-hmm. taking advantage of him like i so i think that she was one thing and she kind of changed at the end and i was surprised like that that confusingness that you're talking about luke i had the same feeling as well
2: i agree with everything that jimmy said i think it started off as like an opportunity mm-hmm. she is an opportunist and i think i said in the last episode she's bored like it seems like she wanted to like spice up her life a little bit, and Jace was bringing all this like hot new tech. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, in general, I, I liked the backstory with her mom, like brutal, b- brutal mom, just being like, "I had to exile you. You were making me feel bad. You're, you're making <laughs> me feel too much." <laughs> yeah, some people are making have me a good kids. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I don't really have much to add on Medarda. I loved the sex scene. Um, I liked her in general. I I don't have any quarrels with her, and I'm glad she wasn't didn't end up being a bad like a, a villain. I feel like all the villains were pretty straightforward, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say Firelights are villains at all. Um, no. I would say like they they maybe seemed menacing for a second, but the reason I never guessed that little man could have been in that. Well, I guess that's not why I didn't guess it, but I still thought it was Vi up until we were podcasting. I right. still thought that pink hair person was Vi, so I was like, oh, it's just Vi.
0: <laughs> so I
2: wasn't thinking, oh, who's the leader? Because I was like, the leader is Vi. Um, but anyway, yeah, so obviously Silco and, and Jinx. So, yeah, Medardo's cool. Mel, I don't really have much time. Uh,
1: Medardo's the mom. Oh, so, sorry. What is
2: that, the last
0: the, name? I thought
1: that was the last name. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah it's the the
2: last
1: name. Miss Medardo,
0: and they both yeah, look. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they never got the, I don't think we ever got the first name of the mom, so they just called it. I Madarda. thought it was Mother. <laughs> yeah, Mother Medardo, yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> opening,
1: that opening scene for episode 8 though, I thought was like very much needed for me to be able to appreciate Mel as a character when you saw her as a kid yeah. in the throne room, and then you later find out that her brother's dead, and this person is trying to basically end the line, and that leads itself to very open plot lines that are interesting for season two that we might
0: not get. We might get who knows. That was something that for me on my second time watching, it was like, okay, we are definitely yeah. from what I heard from what you were saying prior, like on the podcast and everything. I'm like, okay, we are definitely going to Noxus next season with the brother. Like, I think the brother could be the villain of next season well, if they choose no, to the go the brother's brother. right. dead or sorry,
1: the brother's the
4: killer. person yes. who killed the brother. Correct. And I feel like we could talk about this later as well. But I feel like there's going to be a lot of disappointed people if there's no Vi or Jinx or Little Man or Hummerdinger or any of these people. If you just go to another world and make it an anthology series. I mean, I'm not saying it won't be bad because they blew my freaking, you know, they they blew my expectations out of the water. And I don't even know what my expectations were because they were already pretty freaking high. So Mm -hmm. I would trust that it would be a good show. But. I would be a little hurt that I don't get to see my girls.
1: And I'm not going to defend that. Like I'm with you. I, we now have the same information. Like I want season two of Jinx and Vi like more of that especially now because I'm like even more attached to these characters. And I'm really attached to like this time around. Like I appreciated the top side stuff more. I feel like I like those characters more. It was easy to to like Vi and it was easy to like Jinx. But like now I care more about the subtle things I was picking up the second time around. It's like, damn, I want to go to Noxus with these characters. And I want to find out how Jace changes
0: the world because that's what he's going to do. All I know is I'm Vi or Die any day (laughs) of the week. I fucking love her. Yeah.
2: It's interesting you say that, Luke, because I feel like if upon a rewatch, I too would be more interested in the topsider because, in general. Storyline wise, give me Vi or Jinx every day. Give me Silco. Give me give me the dirty yeah. on the on the ground floor getting dirty <laughs> storylines, fighting all that stuff. All the fight scenes were absolutely incredible. But the top top stuff I I obviously liked, but I, it just wasn't as interesting to me. Like all the politics and shit like that. Right. But on a rewatch, I would be more interested um, just because I wouldn't be dying for more Vi mm-hmm. and Jinx at all times. I think.
1: I think uh, we could put a pin in those characters and we can now, do we want to go right into Jace? Do we want to talk about Caitlyn? We can go into Silco, Jinx, or Vi. What do you guys want to talk about next? So I feel like those are our main characters that we have
0: to Let's cover. Caitlyn, because she, I feel like she's quick and we'll save the bigger stuff towards the end. But the, the adventures
2: of Caitlin and Vi.
0: Yeah, and the, the big quote for me that I Loved, but also hate is when Vi and her are like in the argument, and like Vi walks away, and it's like oil and water. Like the name of the episode, I was like, "That's such a hot line." (laughs) Fuck, it's not hot because you're you're basically rejecting Caitlyn here, and it's like, God, you guys need to be together. You guys are great together. They do the whole they do the whole uh, the lanes trip together, and they fuck up Silco a little bit, like. Two in the beginning, when we first see Kieran after or Caitlin after the time skip, she's in the um or maybe not the first time, but at least in episode five, she's doing the uh the shooting competition with the the boss, right, and, right, yeah. Either way, she's a fucking badass. At yeah, the end of the day. that's all I'm <laughs> trying to say is that she's a fucking badass. She <laughs> sure I is. Yeah.
2: I I thought you were gonna say when you said my favorite line when they're in like I don't know what to call that the little like sex house they were in or whatever yeah, that were, was it was,
4: a, it was a brothel pretty like much. a brothel
2: yeah, yeah. This, i knew this is not what you're gonna say but it made me laugh and i wrote it down and vi makes her pretend or whatever mm-hmm. and caitlin's like my parents named me matilda in this like <laughs> crazy accent and she just goes with it. it it like made me laugh out loud like yes go, go
4: kathleen really quick once we get into the brothel and she says like the what do you prefer, guys or girl, or you know, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, that's when the when I'm first like, oh, these these two, these two. <laughs> and right after that is also when she says cupcake. Oh, and yeah. I was immediately, yeah, but uh, that was doing it for me. But I was immediately <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately getting poppins from haunting a blind manor.
2: Fuck yeah. yeah poppins and,
4: I, <laughs> and that was just like it was cracking me up. So I was like, I was getting that parallel. So easily. Perfect.
0: I love when Vi and they're in the brothel, she like pins her against the wall. She's like, It's your looks. It's your looks, baby. Like, you got something (laughs) to bring. And she's like, I got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) That's when the sexual tension was just at its peak right there. That's when you knew.
2: So let's talk about how immediately Jinx was so put off by Vi being with her. And obviously, to me, it was just because it was an enforcer, right? Like, just because she was Mm -hmm, with an enforcer mm -hmm. and she thinks everyone's after her, right? It's not specifically that it's Caitlyn. I took it a little bit
0: as enforcer. I think it's also more like powder or jinx at this point is clearly unstable in her mind with being around Soko so much. And she was hoping that Vi maybe would have saved her a couple of years ago, if anything. And Mm -hmm. now she's she sees her and now she's with a new coincidentally blue haired girl that you know, is she, to her, it seems like it's getting replaced and that yeah. hurts her the most. And that was what I was trying to, like, I think bring up a little bit earlier when we we're kind of talking a lot about the jinx stuff is I think it's just that she was so offended that Vi wasn't prioritizing rescuing her as she much was just trying to replace her in mm-hmm. her eyes. But that's not the case at all. Obviously, mm-hmm, as we mm-hmm.
1: know.
3: she
0: sets
1: yeah. off the Harley Quinn in her so much, like every single time she's around her. And one of my favorite instances of it, Is actually at the bridge where little man shines in that fight. Because I think before they even, before the face off happens, Jinx looks over. And see and like the the animation of it is like it drew like an evil, like smirking mm-hmm, face over it. Mm-hmm. And that just sticks out at me for some reason, because like she is really hearing and seeing these things to make her be this unhinged. And the fact that it's always Caitlin that sets it off is crazy because she's a cupcake. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah.
2: Not to get off of Caitlyn because I do want to talk more about her if you guys want to. But I was actually shocked that we got the Vi and Jinx reunion kind of as early as we did. I thought it was going to hold off. That was like during the fight right before the firelights. They, fi- mm-hmm. me- they meet back up and then the firelights come and like fuck shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked that we got that. And, I, and and that immediately Vi hugs her and she accepts the hug. Because for some reason, I just thought it was going to be absolute chaos. Like the minute she they were just going to start fucking fighting each other. I mean, I knew that Vi... Would be the one who wanted to hug, but I thought I didn't think Jinx was actually gonna accept it. I I was shocked and, and happy about it. I was happy that they got reunited. As yeah, I don't that's, know.
1: That scene was amazing. That's yeah. where mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it ends with Vi getting taken by the firelights, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's right. the end of the episode, and that scene was so good for a couple of reasons now that we're just talking about that specific part, we're doing it. But yeah, like I was saying, this is where I really started to notice how much Caitlin triggers the Harley Quinn. She jinx isn't even like, she's just like processing. And she just like turns over and screams like, I wasn't talking to you. She's like, everyone shut up. I need to think. And like, nobody's yeah. talking. She's just like walking around and freaking out. And Oh dude, that, that scene is so good because when, when the firelights come in, you see right away how good jinx is at fighting. She's not just like a mechanic or Classic whatever. Girl. Yeah. And she's dodging close she's like popping bullets at the bombs and stuff like that whole scene was perfect and it did feel weird that they that the sisters got back together and it got split up so quickly but if they didn't get split up i think there was a chance that the reconciliation could have happened so they needed something to happen to pull them away from each other
4: so yeah my question was going to be if caitlin doesn't show up to cause the strife you know they're hugging and then jinx sees caitlin and caitlin sees jinx and and they both are like whoa and then you know they have they break off and that's when jinx starts going a little cray again mm-hmm. i was thinking like if that didn't happen there's a chance that it yeah. could have been fixed now yeah. we know that jinx was at any second ready to to burst but there was a chance i mean she was waiting for vi she she the scene where she does the smoke bomb or the whatever it's called you know the you know the blue smokes
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, The flare, the flare. Smoke signal flare. flare?
4: Yeah, that was freaking amazing. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there going, Vi, you better show up. You better freaking show up. The music in this entire show was just doing it literally the entire show.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's when she's holding the flare up. And then my other favorite moment is when Vi and Jace are about to fuck up the factory and Vi's like coming down the walls. Oh, and then she punches the one shimmer dude in the fucking face. And then the music kicks. I'm like, the soundtrack is perfect. To go back to what we were saying about the the showdown with Vi and Jinx's first reunion. I honestly think even with Caitlin being there, I think things would have been fine if the firelights just hadn't shown up. I think. You, well, I think, I think she was wasn't even,
4: she freaking out about Caitlyn? Like, weren't they? I think, mm-hmm. I feel like was. they kind of freaked out about each other. are oh, you're was. saying you think Vi would have been able to calm it down without the yeah.
0: firelights? It to me, it looked like she was like right on the cusp of like breaking through. And then, of course, with the timing with these two sisters, as is everything, the firelights show up and then they distract him. And even with Vi's appearance there, Jinx takes it as like, you're only here for the gemstone, you're not even here for me and Vi's mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. of course she doesn't even know what that is at that point but it's just yeah. again the timing of how bad the situation is for both of them right. and to take it that next step further what we like Jamie what you had been talking about earlier with Shimmer I really think that like Jinx prior to being on death's row and having to take that really fucked up surgery approach like she was hovering if anything the side of good with like Vi if anything she was hovering that side more but then the Shimmer happens and then she has that new look in her eye and I think that's what kind of it just pushes the craziness more so out of her. And that's when Mm -hmm. she's fully sitting down at that chair and she's like, I'm fucking jinx now, you know, like I think the shimmer definitely pushed her back to the side of Silco rather than being on the side of Vi.
4: I agree with that. Yeah. I think that you nailed it.
1: So anything else we want to bring up specifically about Caitlin? The only other thing with
4: Caitlin is that I would say is the whole, we didn't, we didn't talk about Marcus yet and his whole thing. You know, yeah, yeah, he's a little flop. bastard, but yeah, I mean, I just want to say that Caitlin. I'm not going to call it plot armor because I, I don't say, I don't think that, but she just survived death so many times and she should have died. Mm-hmm. You know, the Marcus scene, a couple of the bombs, obviously the the end, the Marcus scene. I really thought that was going to be her death too. Like I thought Marcus was just going to say. I thought Echo. <laughs> I thought Echo was dead. I thought she was dead. I thought it was going to start, you know, the whole I thought that was really going to start like the war thing. I thought it was going to put Jace over. But obviously, I'm glad she lived.
1: And let me say this, though, about Caitlin is I remember how I felt about this when I was watching the finale the first time that when they're at the little Alice in Wonderland tea party at the end. And yeah. and Jinx walks up with the freaking pan and is like, oh, oh I I was like, oh, my God, if Caitlin's head is under that, I was just going to, like, lose my shit. And even the second time, it's such a high tension moment. And yeah, at this point, you've seen enough of Jinx that she might have fucking done it. Did you guys yeah. think that there was a chance we were seeing dead Caitlin? 100 percent.
2: Ten out of ten. <laughs> but it was a cupcake which See, is cute yeah
1: yes yes. <laughs>
4: my whole th- yeah that's funny like I said I saw the shimmer going there when I said you're evil like I didn't think there was going to be a turn there but I still not going to act like I didn't want it so I would have said that if the head was there then there's no reconciliation at all and at that point in the episode we only have like 10 minutes left and I'm like there's- I just don't know how this is ending I, I can't <laughs> figure this shit out yeah. but in my heart I still wanted it to be okay and you know really, you know, with her going a little cray and then she's had, she has silk on one side and vial on the other side and you find out her head's not actually there on, on the silver platter. I was like, okay, maybe somehow. Yeah. You know, maybe. And that's why I really was hoping it wasn't going to be her head.
2: I like that Jinx was like I had breakfast with your girlfriend earlier, or yeah. whatever. I'm like, girlfriend, uh, come on. She's an it's ally. Like she knew. Yeah, she's a fucking ally. She's nuts. She's out of her fucking mind, but she's an ally.
0: It's crazy for me, too, realizing that what honestly sends her to being full jinx now is the death of Silco. Like, even my yeah. second time watching it, when the bolt, when she fires the gun, And you're kind of waiting to see, confirm that it's Silco dead that got shot. You would think in that moment that she had made up her mind, because it was kind of totally reacting out of the context of the argument, like, who is right, who is wrong? Vi saying that Silco, you know, poison your mind. Silco's like, no, like, she had been treating you like shit. You know, you're the jinx for a reason, all this stuff. And then she fires. And then you think for a second that after Silco dies, that maybe, just maybe there's hope for her to go with Vi now. Now that she no longer has Silco, she's now completely... Unhinged as if she wasn't before. She has nothing to hold her back. And that's when she sits down and chooses the side of Jinx, which Dude, I think is crazy.
1: The epic throne sit when she sits oh. back and just like puts her arms back. That is like one of the shots that like is sort of, I would say, iconic from the show. Like I've seen Absolutely. that. Yeah. It's just
0: sick. She like leans back, has the arms mm-hmm. out, and she just has the gun at her side. Was the dark Milo in the background too, probably? Like I-, I love anytime we see like her talking, it's like the dark Milo like over her shoulder, like even on the, like when they first have the reunion with Vi and her, like holding the gun up, but we get a full like rotation of shot of her and we see like Milo on her back talking to her. It's yeah, like,
4: that that's creepy as shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love it.
2: When they're at the dinner table, quote unquote, and Milo and Clagger mechanically are at the table, if I'm Vi, I'm like... What the fuck is going on here? Like, first of all, the disrespect. You killed them. What are you putting fake versions of yeah. them at the dinner table?
0: And then they also had the, Jeez. she had she had set up a plate, too. I don't know if you caught it, too. It's like after they show Clagger and Milo, I'm pretty sure that she had the family portrait, too, to the other yeah. side, like directly across. She's like, oh, is everyone here? And the only person we were missing was Caitlin. Literally like Vander, Clagger, Milo, the parents, like everyone that mattered to her was at that table right there. And when
4: she's going cray, she shoots Milo to shut him up.
1: I was just yeah, going to say head. that motherfucker Milo keeps talking back to her in her head. It's ridiculous. Like every <laughs> time. I mean.
4: Yeah. Well, he was giving her shit when she was young and innocent too. Yeah. So it makes why. sense that he's just giving her shit 24 yeah. seven.
1: I do love the tea party scene though. Like I just,
3: yeah, that was just like
1: so much build up up to that point. And I guess we can take it back here and talk about Silco and how we get to that moment. Because I think, I mean, if, if you guys are good, because we're not really talking about Caitlin anymore, we'll get yeah. back to more jinx stuff for Silco this might be a hot take i don't really know but i actually enjoy soko as like a character he's a very consistent character yeah and he has good backstory with vander his whole thing about his just undying love for jinx as a daughter is something that took me by surprise the first time like i thought he was ready to like turn her over after using her as like an asset or a weapon whatever you want to call it but the fact that he he really did take over vander's role as her father and like did love and care for her, and he showed it multiple times throughout the span of these four episodes. So that part for me was was something I did not expect the first time through. I mean,
0: even the fucking quote when he's dying, he's like, I would have never given you to them, mm-hmm. not for anything. It's even with their weird, twisted fucking relationship, like that did honestly hit me a little bit. I was like, yeah. I do feel a little bit unfortunately bad for Silco, but honestly, his death. Means better times, hopefully, for the, the rest of the people. But even when Silco is having, I forget what episode, it's six or seven, he, he's at Vander's grave and he still is calling Vander his brother, which I thought yeah. was like mad respect that's, for Silco. That's eight. Was that it's a, it's a, a, eight? Yeah, yeah, he's I talking to him in the Nali. statue. Yeah, he's talking to the statue yeah. and he's like, I and he pours one out for him. I'm like, he still has like major respect for Vander, even though he murdered him in cold blood. It's crazy.
4: There's like arguments that, you know, you have. Soko who you probably when you first met him, you would have probably liked him. Him and Vander were probably the homies re- yeah. rebelling against the, you know, the topsiders. And then he changes and for better or worse obviously, based on whatever you you believe. But if you think about him and you compare him to Jinx and she changes, I feel like he's less of a villain than she is. I agree.
2: Totally. He gets humanized a lot of times during the show, whereas Jinx did not. Right, Jinx in the back half of the show, post time skip, was barely ever humanized. So when you think about Silco, you're just like, he's yeah, he's a bad guy, but like he's got people. He's Tony Soprano. Yeah, exactly. But like probably less so. I mean, I feel like Silco's. He's only loyal to people of to a, to a point like he yeah, murdered because... those other guys well they were gonna murder him actually and then I was just then... gonna say
0: the, that whole group of people that worked underneath Silco yeah. like he didn't I think didn't care for them as much as maybe like Savika and Jinx like I would even throw Savica in that category Definitely. but you're absolutely right Kathleen like I think even though he wanted a nation of Zawn and like that to him was a good goal and maybe not necessarily totally evil but Jinx, Jinx's evil is just pure chaos. Like, what is her goal? Even like, she's just killing people. She just wants the gemstone. She just wants to get revenge. Yeah,
3: yeah,
4: yeah.
0: At least Silco had like. Some
4: people just want to watch the world burn, man. Yes,
1: dude. (laughs) Um, But I (laughs) want to bring something up. We just mentioned it briefly. Like we're saying, mob boss. We're saying like all these underlings. I. Fucking love the scene where Silco just big dicks it to all the other underlings Yeah, where he walks into that room. And this actually is a really good world building piece here that we talked about in our last podcast. When he walks into that room with all the mob underlings of the the people that are under him, and they're thinking about rebelling, and he just does the whole cuts the air supply, like looks him in the face, tells the plan, and he can't breathe either. And that whole time, he's like doing this thing, like looking him in the eye. You can't even tell. And he just takes a breath and fucking throws it on the ground and in front of. I think his name was Finn. The uh, the yeah, Finn's the
4: sketch bag that tries to get him again later after he didn't learn his lesson. Apparently, yes, that was so cool too. But.
1: That's a question I think you, you two, Kathleen and Jimmy, were talking about either in the pilot or in our last yes. podcast about the air quality and like that kind of just showed you a little bit why the enforcers act like they do and like yeah, but that was just a cool little moment and it did reinforce like Silco has this shit down locked and he is the mob boss.
2: Yeah, he's good.
4: I guess he's really dead. quick, I want to talk about Silco here, and I, I guess the one of the arguments about me saying he's not as bad as or Jinx might be worse is yeah, the shimmer thing. He was the POS for that, letting everybody pre- basically die. And it's just, you know, it's a whole drug thing. It's the same right. thing. Like, just like talking about a mob boss, but he has the scene where he talks to the Vander and he's saying, you know, daughters, right? Basically, you know, mm-hmm. like he's, he's saying like, we have, yeah, we have everything we ever wanted. How come I'm worrying about Jinx? Right. And then, but Jinx is in the background taking it. Like he's saying, I'm going to give her up. Yeah. And, he says to Jace, "Done." Basically, like he said, he doesn't fight back when Jinx. Well, he does fight back, but then he eventually says, "Like you got it, right?" Like he he does agree to it and like, say you the, can the have terms. Jinx.
0: The terms. I don't think he explicitly agrees to it, but you do take it as like he's gonna do it. I guess
4: I like to have, and I don't really want to say I like to have black and white, where I'm saying like he's definitely the villain. Like you know, I definitely like when there's where shades of gray and everything, but. With me focusing on the fact that he's supposed to be the villain and me wanting so badly Vi and Jinx to get back together and and for me to try to say it's his fault that Jinx is bad, even though really she was starting to get a little cray as soon as she did everything she did as powder. Any of you guys think at all that he was just saying that because he knew he was on his dying breath? Or do you really think that he was never going to give her up?
0: When you say it, I think the first time I actually like in my head was thinking, like I don't fully trust him, but the second time around I'm fully committing to the fact that he would have never gave her up. Me
1: too. Okay.
2: See, I was kind of thinking he was just saying it
4: because yes, he was yes, dying. that's, that's kind of how I took it. Well, what's yeah. the
0: point of saving face? Like he doesn't who cares? Still psychologically fucks with Jinx for the rest of her life. Yeah, but why if yeah
2: even though she's the one who fucking killed him but I might just be like you know what? Because he does love her. He didn't. He didn't want to give Jinx yeah. up. But I feel like he's I, at I, the I, point where he's like, "This bitch is gonna keep fucking shit up for me." I love mm-hmm. her, but what a bitch.
4: Well, okay, <laughs> I I <laughs> have I an analogy thinking. here, and I and we can decide as a podcast if I shouldn't talk about it because, um, or I mean, if we'll have to edit it. But I took it almost like Stranger Things with the doctor and L. Where we had the same conversation where we were like, well, we still think he's a piece of shit and he's just trying to like make himself feel better before he dies. He was going to use L all the way up until the moment that he got shot and then he decides to save her after he knows he's about to die. Mm -hmm. I just took it where Silco was trying to get her back on his side. Yes, 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 he loves her. Just like Dr. Brenner loved L. But either way, like my take was that he was going to get his dream and give her up if everything went his way he would have felt bad about it he would have been thanos to where he has to give up gamora but he would have done it that was my take
1: wow those are two amazing freaking comparisons right there holy shit that that (laughs) really was that was incredible but what i'll say i don't remember where i landed on the stranger things thing when we did it live But right now, from what I'm remembering, and who knows how consistent that is, I'm thinking that I lean the opposite ways between Brenner and Silco, but you could convince me the other way, where I still think Silco would not have done it, but I think Brenner was trying to like be manipulative at his last breath.
3: Mm-hmm, Either way, mm-hmm. you could
1: convince me both sides, but like yeah. that's kind of how I lean, but... Fucking still clap, clap, clap. That was the good, Thanos. James. Throw the Thanos thing <laughs> there too. That's perfect.
0: Yeah, that was very convincing because you're making me want to say, yeah, I think he would sacrifice her. That yeah. was on. But yeah. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm still going to stick to my guns. I still yeah. think he would not have sacrificed her. That's- right.
1: OK. OK, so we got two more main characters to talk here, and then that should pick up pretty much the rest of this the series. Mm-hmm. So let's take it back. We'll end with Vi. And then we could just Mm -hmm. let's talk through Jace because we haven't really gotten much about him. We haven't talked much about him besides the Mel stuff. Let's definitely dive into him because it's a little bit slower paced, his storyline, but very important. Big plot mover. And boy, oh boy, when he crosses paths with Vi and they team up. Jeez, I was on I was on cloud nine. Just loving them work together.
2: You know what? It's crazy that me and Jimmy didn't really talk through any like what happens when Jace and Vi meet up? Like, obviously, the storylines are going to cross. You may have thought about it, but we didn't talk about it on the pod. I didn't even think about it. I like them together. I don't like love Jace's storyline. I'm not going to lie. That was a little boring. But I still like him as I think he's a great character. I get it. But like, I always want to be on in the Undercity. I feel like for this storyline, if you need something out of me, you got to ask me a question or else like a pointed question or else. Because in general, I'm like, yeah, it was cool. (laughs)
3: The
4: way the way that I felt about Jace was that he was the bigger picture story. But the sad thing is that we may not have a bigger picture. I mean, like you said, Luke and Dave, if we get a season two in another world or another nation or however you want to say it, we're going to have a situation where Jace is talked about the aftermath of what happens, whether Jace lives or dies is talked about hex tech is talked about so yeah he is bigger picture but i just like assumed that jace's story just felt like i wanted more and it was bigger picture for like a season two three four whatever of just like the expansion of everything about him pretty much
1: that makes total sense and the, i guess the reason i get a little bit more excited about jace is like what i was saying earlier i paid attention to this topside storyline more this second time around so and i already do all the pieces and stuff but it was good to just focus on it and jace is just like the perfect human almost he yeah the only time you can really question about what's going on is when he's in the transitional period of deciding should he use the weapons for the hex core or not like all of that stuff but even that gets hashed out pretty damn quick and i feel like i'm always riding for jace with the information that he has at the time he makes decisions so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's just good all around but i the thing i love the most about him is like he's a genius and he always is down to get his hands dirty. Like, he is the one yeah. that goes down into the forge. And, like, with his fucking He's rips, jacked, he rips dude. his buff-ass shirt off. Oh He's my God. pulling the freaking forge fire down. He's doing like some
4: it, nice pull-downs. He
1: makes the hammer. He makes Vi's upgraded gloves. Like, all of that stuff is amazing. And then when he does go to have the conversation with Vi, which leads him to going down there, down under and kicking ass like that changes that opened up his whole perspective. And it led to the final political piece that happens in the last like 10 minutes of the show where he was going to make that change and he was convincing the counselor. So you're right. Like it's, it's definitely on paper more boring, but it was so necessary. And I appreciate it the second time around because Jace is just a beast.
4: Yeah. I definitely wouldn't say that. I agree with Kathleen fully where I say boring as a word. Um, I definitely enjoyed Jace hundred percent. And I know, Luke, you specifically, we always talk about this, whether, you know, it's Thrones, Carnival Row. I'm going to add Carnival Row to this. We talk about the political stuff and you're living the dream, you know, and I yeah. I tend to agree with that as well. Like I do enjoy the back and forth where we have, you know, like Kathleen was saying, the gritty throwdowns of the under underside, <laughs> the lanes. And then we have, you know, the story of the top sides where you need one to have the other, obviously. I mean, it's a civil war pretty much. So I just think that maybe underwhelming i guess is is a word i could say not definitely not boring but maybe underwhelming just because of what i said where i was like i felt like his storyline should have been more bigger picture that we might not even get a bigger picture
0: the characters from the the like the lanes and everything were very unique characters that they have their very specific intentions and everything whereas jace is like a generic character who's like the very innocent young Star pupil who's coming in doesn't really know much. That's about always the lore. most quote
4: unquote boring character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, he, have to, you know,
0: he comes in, he just sees like he's like, all right, I'm gonna help the world, and that's as it's as easy as that. Like I'm just gonna be helpful, and then you kind of get right. the effect of like, okay, the gemstones can actually be powered for weapons. The lanes people all have access to the gemstones now, and you know, it really hits home too, especially when he's in the factory getting his hands dirty when he accidentally kills the kid. Who I love the twist too that it was Rennie's. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that too, even though it was like a really probably small piece that they didn't really need to necessarily add. I just thought it added an extra layer of depth to all the characters. But when Jace is there and he, you see him when he's fighting, he's like, he's visibly angry, like growling and like screaming. And then he fires at the kid and then like his persona completely changes he's his first split second. He was like, quote unquote, enjoying being able to do something. But now that he actually has blood on his hands. He wasn't willing to take that next step further. And Vi was right. I mean, she's like, look, that was one kid. This shit happens 100 times a day. It sucks to say it, but there's got to be small sacrifices to help the greater good. And Jace, in that moment, really, I think that really changed him as a person.
4: There is a fork in the road, man. Like the scene where you see him kind of doing exactly what you said, Dave, where he feels bad, the kid's dead, but then he looks around and sees all the little kids that are being forced to work. And then he kind of, you know, puts puts down the hammers, quote unquote. And, you know, he could have decided to go with Vire. He could have done what he did. And he and he went good boy Jace. And that is true to his character, I would say. Just like you said, Dave, he got his hands dirty and it just wasn't the way he saw it. And or it wasn't the way that he wanted to see everything through. But Let's talk about him sandbagging our boy Hummerdinger, man.
1: I don't know, I'm indifferent about that cuz I almost feel like he was Jace was right. He was just saying it in the angry way. Hummerdinger's out here waiting decades and decades and decades to just slow burn things while yeah. he he literally says like humans don't live this long. Like We can make change and progress right now. And I don't know, we're humans. I I, I feel like I, I that's more relatable <laughs> to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, no. And let's just wait yeah, 100 I, years before we fucking I just fucking
4: think this. that he like very lightly took the fact that Hummerdinger was like, This, what whatever this hex, what was this, the hex organism called?
0: The hex core was that one? I think that was the hex core. Because hex, well, yeah, hex is like hex, the bigger picture. Of the yeah, right. Stands, right, right. And then well, hex, the
4: hex yeah. core, you know, Hummerdinger was like, This is like the worst thing that you could do. You need to destroy it right now. And and Jason Victor, like, Nah,
3: we're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
4: like, I just feel like Hummerdinger's your, your mentor. You, you might want to think like, when he says the hammer and the laser and the, the Thanos gauntlet, you know they're they're weapons. Hummerdinger's correct, mm-hmm. but you know, Jace was just like, eh, you know, come on, man, that's one thing. But if Hummerdinger's like, this thing needs to be destroyed right now, like Hummerdinger for the weapons was like, guys, this is sweet, but let's just give it like ten years. Yeah. The, the freaking organism, he's like, this thing. Is, is the, cause. the worst. This, this and was like, the thing I'm like, talking about. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, We're you're right. You're that actually,
1: way. that was convincing. You know, I'm
4: convincing <laughs> you, bro. You are, dude. By the way, dude, I think our boy Jay screwed up by not bringing the laser thing to the factory, man. He could have just been <laughs> chopping heads off left and right. That was the main thing we said could be weaponized.
2: Yeah, really, though.
1: Last thing I can say on Jason, we can move on. If there is a season two direct continuation of this. I am so ready for Jason Mel to be a power couple. That so you think you think yeah. they're alive? Oh yeah,
4: just because I the think, game where you just do th- you think that? I mean, she was literally her back was to the window when. The,
1: I think they're alive if they're going to directly continue this from that scene in season two. Maybe not Mel. You're right. I Maybe Mel said, yeah, but I, Jace Jace has the bubble protection thing that he builds into all of his like tech things. Like you saw it with the hammer. You saw it with Vi at the end with the gauntlet. So I think maybe there's you could that's easily workable to make it so he's For him. alive.
0: Yeah, yeah, chance, yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, that they're in the room and maybe it's just in the corner. There's his hammer and like he whips it out and does the shield. Whatever. Well,
1: I'm just assuming. Or he's like I would say he's wearing something. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh, like, yeah he,
4: he could literally be wearing like a ring or yeah. a bracelet or anything. It's like I mean, it. Victor, we find out has like this cool brace that's helping him stay, you know, straight up that we didn't know until he takes his clothes off. So we have no idea. He definitely could be like Iron Man Nanotech going on here.
0: Let's put it on the board then. Let's all give our thoughts on if we think Mel is going to be alive. I'm yeah. going to say I no. Think, I think that
4: no. everybody's dead except for Jace. And I would have said everybody's dead. Wow. But I do think that Jace is, mm. Jace is too big a picture. And I don't know if I'm letting the fact that you said he's in the game still cloud me at all. But because I asked that question to you right away, because I w- I was like, Did this end with the entire council dying? And I could see that. And that is chaos. Like starting a season two where you're like, holy shit, the top side is going to war now, but they have no counselors. You just freaking ruined everything. They all agreed to peace Mm -hmm. and Jinx blew them up. Now, you know, war is happening. That would be a ridiculous season two. Right. I don't necessarily think you need Jace. Victor is Kind of alive, right? He wasn't in the room, right? Or was I he? I can't. So. Rem-
0: I can't remember if he's I in the room, but was- I think he was because that was the- them talking about. I feel like he was in the room.
2: I don't think that. he was. I don't, I don't think he so either. either. He- well, he was so-
0: he was in the room at one point. With yeah, like, he was maybe in the room. There. Like he was in a counselor meeting before, though. Yeah, yeah,
4: he was in the room earlier. I can't remember which one, but I do believe. I don't. If he's not, my point is that Hex Tech can move forward yeah. because Jace isn't the only
0: one who controls it. I think Caitlyn's mom is a hunt. Like, if that is a killer, like, that is so dead because yeah. then that is already just so much plot line for Vi and Caitlyn. Like, that's just like yeah. Caitlyn hating Jinx, who is Vi's sister, kind of thing. Like, she's definitely dead. I think. So but
1: my only question was: Mel's mom in the room? Probably not. No, she was no, not. because no, there wasn't. needs to be some thread to continue the Noxus storyline. If Mel right. is actually dead, and I they could go through the mom, so that's fine. But I do think Jace is a hundred percent alive. And I'm at, like, 50-50 now for Mel, because you guys are making me feel bad.
2: It's crazy that we may never know. Yeah, literally. Yeah, well, that's the thing.
4: Like, And, I mean, we're pretty much at end game talk here, or, you know, end of the pod almost. So my thoughts here when it comes to, like, a season two, and I'm the one who said, I guess, first on this episode, just because I wanted to bring it up, the fact that I would be sad, and I think you all agree, that we would be sad if there's no Jinx, Vi, Caitlin, Helmerdinger, Echo, etc. in a season two. But at the same time, when I'm like thinking through this, ever since I finished the finale, what's like more to do with Vi versus Jinx? Because unless you really, really, really are going to figure out a way to bring her back to the good side. It's not like she's like an underlord or mm-hmm. an underworld Lord who can be Silco. She's crazy. So she's not like thinking up all these plans to, to be like the, the head, underworld boss or whatever Maybe. fighting the topsiders. i feel like it's just torture to us to watch vi and jinx fight when you don't think that there really is a solution to it like we we agree pretty much that she's too far gone just like everyone else said she is so if she's too far gone she's really only good to be used as like the main sidekick as the the brains like hey you're my my main boss you're the bad guy that that you have to fight to get to the mob boss or whatever so i don't know i i felt like with silco being done you know we don't really know for sure that savico right is that her name savico is fully dead but she's not interesting as the main bad guy so i mean the main bad guy could be mel's mom just saying you know i'm taking this yeah. tech and then vi and jinx could be in the show but just not a huge or Jinx, like, Vi could be a big part of the, of the main story, but not Jinx. I don't know. I'm just saying I don't know how we can do more with Jinx and Vi.
1: You're was, right. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think it was written with the idea that a season two would ever happen for these characters. Yeah.
0: And you're right, too. I mean, I, for me, like, she chose the path of Jinx. Her sitting in that chair was, this is the absolute no hope of bringing her back at all. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: I don't know. I think we could do plenty. <laughs> are you really trying to like are to you still it. trying
1: to reconcile them or are we trying to kill one of them?
2: Oh, I'm trying to reconcile. No. We've got to kill Jinx. We do. We have to kill Jinx, that unfortunately. But see but. That, see,
1: and that means that like that changes
4: Vi's character because I feel like Vi would be a totally different character if she makes the realization that I have to
0: kill Jinx. i feel yeah. like unless Caitlin pulls her out of it.
2: You know yeah, what would be yeah. sick though? Would be like one of those like really deep crazy cells where she's just like losing her mind by herself in like a straight jacket. Yeah, and she's it, like the Joker know, like, in
4: Arkham Asylum. Exactly.
2: Like a big, bad cell that no one could ever go to <laughs> hundred locks, but somehow she still gets out. And it's well, like, so I mean, what, I,
4: what would be cool would be something where we would have to have a direct aftermath. And <laughs> right now, Jinx is just living the dream. I mean, she has, Caitlyn on the ground. She has Vi tied up. So we don't know how she would get caught. But if she does get put in the cell, if Vi's the main character, it would be kind of cool if you just put Jinx in the background, being like the person she has to visit at times to get like underworld advice or something or or what would the bad guy do or what would somebody crazy do or whatever but that puts jinx back in the story but just not like hey we one v one we have to freaking fight for nine episodes i would watch it though let's
1: keep talking about her though because this is kind of the last there's a couple scenes that we missed that were her centric vi centric that we didn't get a chance to talk about yet because we weren't going over her character yet but one thing that i i guess could also be considered a hot take when i first watched this show and i watched it through the f- whole first time i walked away loving jinx she was my like favorite character and i was lower on vi than it seemed like everybody else but this second time through like i don't know what i was seeing because i fucking love vi i think mm. she became mm. like my favorite character and everything about just her the way she interacts with caitlin's amazing just the way she can t- flip a switch and she is just badass and the way she embodies vander and his fighting style and she just gets shit done even to the little things they do like right when she gets out of the cell and she jumps down like assassin's creed style to the undercity and caitlin's like falling the whole way through yeah we talked Mm -hmm. about that how there's got to be more ways than just like the elevator like the way she can like navigate the undercity she's been locked up for all these years doesn't matter she is just pure badass, and I just would ride for her any day of the week. It's just awesome how much more I enjoyed her this time, and I, I don't know what I was seeing before because <laughs> Haley, Haley Seinfeld's the best.
2: Yeah, all the parkour. She was crushing it. Vi's my favorite character. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm shocked that you left season one the first time. I I understand the Jinx love, but Vi's, oh. Vi's the protagonist, but she's not any less badass than Jinx. Jinx is yeah. crazy, but Vi is the coolest. Like. Nothing, nothing, not to love about. Who wins that. in a
4: fight, one v one, Kathleen?
2: God, what do they have? Gadgets or is it just everything? Based... Everything
4: you need, everything you need, everything because you need. can't, you can't take the gadgets away from Jinx. <laughs> that's who she is.
2: She can fight though.
4: Yeah, well, that's she can also fight. So who wins, Kathleen?
2: I think Jinx wins because Vi oh. doesn't have an inner to kill her.
4: I honestly think Jinx wins because Vi doesn't have an inner to kill her, and Jinx will go
0: the extra mi- there. The mile. Yeah, nah. Mm-hmm. I think Vi. Yeah, I think I was. I was gonna. I think you're right. Like, if it if it had to be a death match, I think Jinx wins. But if it if it's just like knockout, I think Vi wins. And we saw yeah. that with the, the the punching game. I mean, granted, she wasn't using a gun in the punching game, but Vi still has the top score. Like, come on, Jinx so, ain't beating that. This ah. is a
1: perfect segue into what brings up how good Vi is at fighting. Is we had it we didn't really talk much about it, but. Savika actually was a great character, especially yeah. on my second watch yeah. because she's literally there in like one of the first scenes of the entire show. She grows a little bit, and she's a loyal hoe, man. She never really betrays really. Bilko at all, and the fight that happens in episode one, like the round one, amazing. And then the, the rematch in the finale... Holy shit, I was loving it. The music, the way they use the metal arm. Like, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure in the first fight, like, when she gets knocked down, she, like, puts the arm on the ground and it, like, extends her up. Oh, yeah. It was just, dude, that fight was so freaking good. Both of them were. I just, I love the mini rivalry they built between Vi and Civica over, like, four episodes, whatever it was. Yeah. He was amazing. Totally. I just appreciate her much more the second time.
0: Totally have to give him the respect that she deserves for not mm-hmm. betraying Silco. First yeah. and second time around, I'm still convinced that she was going to totally betray him there. And yeah. <laughs> both times I'm surprised that she she just that slash yeah. and then it's just right on the guy's throat. That was straight out of an anime. That was so badass.
4: When I was watching, I, I thought that was going to be Silco's end with her finally betraying him. But his monologue, even though he's talking to them. Was awesome saying like, I still believe in loyalty and that wh- freaking guys jaw off. And then and then, yeah, the, the fight scenes were amazing. The arm being powered through Shimmer and then it also going into her body to make her like superhuman mm-hmm. and the animation with that amazing you know every single fight that she was a part of was awesome yeah i'd probably take it back i think vio probably (laughs) winning
1: they showcase how good of a fighter is with sevika as a character
4: here's the deal they showed us how crazy you get when you're on shimmer like how op you get when you're on shimmer we saw that with whatever that dude's name was. Deckard? That was actually yeah, Dicker, was who, who was <laughs> throwing down with Vander, our homie. We were talking about how, like, Vander was a badass because he got the first block in. Well, eventually, you know, we're talking about Vi and even Jace and people throwing down with these Shimmer people full on and winning. You know, yeah. so, you know, Vi, yeah, Vi, Vi's a badass. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, she is. I want to know
4: where Jace got his fighting skills from, though, because was... if Vander can't beat freaking... Shimmer people, why
0: can he? I was thinking the same thing when I was watching. It. I was like, where has this dude ever learned to fight? And especially like wield it. Like, okay, maybe he knows how to wield a hammer, but still like he should not know how to fight as well as he did in that moment.
4: I mean, we saw how OP Decker got. You that know, was also and, like, then, and we're talking about surrounded by mm. these Shimmer peeps.
0: Yeah, I yeah. feel like maybe also the Shimmer that Decker took originally was just like a more like not advanced version. So it just kind of, he took it and he just, you, we saw the form, like, he got bigger. Like, the people that they were fighting, they had the mass, and it was, like, more controlled. Like, they were quicker, it seemed like. I think there may, might have been something And different. he's,
4: like, animalistic. Yeah, he's more, like, he's not in control as much. Yeah, I mean, because I was thinking, too, Jinx, a couple times when it happens, even Vi, when they give it to her to help her with her wound, I mean, she she takes it, and they go, whoop, and then yeah. they're just kind of, like, overpowered a little bit, but they're not like Decker was where it was, like, Raw, you know, oh, like yeah. he was a freak, you
0: know. Also, speaking of Deckard, is the the blonde guy that we kept randomly seeing in these five to nine episodes? Like, um, when Vi walks in for the second Savica fight, there's this weird dude who licks dude, the like, head. Yeah, he licks the yeah, head. What is that, was that? De- is that Deckard? Was that supposed I don't to be think him? so. He was in multiple episodes,
1: but I don't think it was supposed to be Deck. Yeah. It could have been. I don't know. That's why I, I, I took. It he is Deckard licking
4: things, part. though.
2: He like licks the head. He puts on a song, and then he immediately gets kicked out. How <laughs> awesome yeah. was
1: that? It was meta again, right there, where they yeah. put the, the track that opens up every single episode. I love when they do those kind of things.
2: Yeah, I mean, while we were let's just talk about Imagine Dragons cameo. I was yeah. laughing. I mean,
1: how does that work? Do you? What, think? what are these guys
2: think? like? Huge fans of the video game or something? And like Legends I need to pro- be involved.
4: That's what I was going to say. Do you think it was it was arcane hitting them up being like, yeah, we want to use your song. And then they're like, yeah, we'll put you in the show. Or do you think that Imagine Dragons are just straight up League of Legends homies and they want to be a part of it?
1: I don't know, because the name of the song and the messaging is important to the theme of the show. So I don't know if it was like chicken or egg situation or the things lined
0: up. Like, who knows? I do actually know, because I think I looked this up when we first when I first watched it. But they do play the games a lot. In terms of like who reached out to who first, I'm not sure, but I do know that the band members are like diehard fans of the games. How I imagine it going is like League of Legends is like, all right, we're coming out with a show, and Imagine Dragons were like, yo, we got this banger of a song that would just fit perfectly with the show. So let's work on it. Or,
4: yeah, or it could have been straight up the similar where it's just like, hey, can we use your song? And they're like, can you use our freaking song? Can you put us in this damn show? We love this game. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. I
1: loved it, man. And that was happening in the background of Vi walking up to the first fight. And like, she's like kind of gearing up like a couple of things are just happening. It's just, it was just, really well made really Make quick a...
2: i'm just laughing i tried to google it but everyone is mad about imagine dragons it's Ar- a tweet arcane is so good that i can forgive the imagine dragons cameo why imagine well, dragons like literally just hating all these yeah. reddit posts well, it's, it's similar
4: to like when thrones was like ed sheeran well yeah that ki- you know like that no, kind of really? thing everyone is like i want to be in the show <laughs> don't let that bastard in
2: LOL um, Imagine Dragons makes an appearance in the latest Arcane teaser.
4: We can't end this episode without talking about the sweet moment that Vi has with Vander when she's getting up yeah. from her fight when she's throwing down. Yeah. Just having our boy back. I would be fine with a season two or a prequel where we get to see Vander and Silco or Vander in his badass days, those kind of things. But I'm glad that we got a nice Vander line that brought her back from the dead. And then she starts kicking some ass. So Atta girl,
1: let's put a pin in that for like two minutes and okay, let okay. me get back to you. Cause you're going to be real happy about this um, okay. or, not, or not or not. Who knows <laughs> either way. So I think we pretty much have hit everything, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to open the floor to anything that's not, the literal like last closing song that we get the flash of everybody in their in the closure of the season is there anything else you guys want to bring up before we just talk about the closing two five, two to five minutes so this is just basically as jinx is winding up the shark rpg and she shoots it at the council you're getting quick flashes to a lot of the different characters we got it's the last time you'll ever see them and one of the flashes which i definitely didn't know the first time watching and um only knew because i did a little research after but and i'll give the warning right now if you care about any maybe potential spoilers for season two probably not i would just skip like 30 seconds here but (laughs) anyway so you get that flash of victor's childhood like scientist guy right Mm -hmm. like the mad scientist guy you probably took nothing from that besides the fact that he's still a person right Right. what you see in the forefront of the shot is a little like claw hanging down like it's it, all you do is see like the tips of a specific claw. And mm-hmm. apparently in the League of Legends video game, we were very shocked to find out that Vander is a playable character and he's actually this like huge werewolf. I guess it's it's shimmer related. There's just a claw like
4: sitting up, dude. Honestly, I would just <laughs> look
1: up, look up an image of what Vander looks like in League of Legends and you'll see exactly yeah. what I'm saying. And the claw that you see that the mad scientist seen is the claw. So basically, there's a chance that the mad scientist is working on Vander and actually like bringing him back to life. And like if there were to be a season two, he would be a character completely transformed by Shimmer.
3: Oh shit. Damn. All right, let's yeah. see. Let me take do, you, do you
1: see the claws that I'm talking about? Like you see that yeah. right Wait. there. And apparently. Oh my too, god, I he's think, a freaking
0: badass. Yeah. I think someone also like there's a couple references to in the show. Where they constantly refer to Vander as like some kind of like dog, so like either well whether it's like Silco calling him a lap dog for Piltover, I think there's like another th- like just random thug that calls him the hound of the underground. So he's so. straight
4: up a werewolf. Like there's no Vander face on him or anything. He's a wolf.
1: I do. I don't know. Yeah, like, that's I'm just. I know, I'm going by going. the picture that I'm yeah, looking yeah, at. Yeah
4: damn, so let's get the voice actor back and it's uh, that'd be sweet.
1: Right, yeah. And that would make for some really good emotional scenes and that could be a trigger to help get Vi and Jinx to work together. I don't really know. There's something there though.
4: So, is there I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but is he like a bad guy or is he a good guy or doing it? I don't know. Do you not want to spoil it? Yeah. Um.
1: No, I don't know. Damn.
4: He took the OG version of Shimmer, got super mutated and still had his Still had his facilities about him. Yeah, I think so I, I hope Werewolf Andrew is our homie still. Yeah,
1: I because you know that Silco has direct ties to that mad scientist because that's where he sends Jinx to get fixed on the verge of death. I'm oh, sure so he, he could have been he experimenting the same this thing. whole time. That's what I'm saying.
4: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. He's had him for
1: the whole time. So who knows? Yet.
4: I like yeah. that. <laughs> so that could have just been like an Easter egg, or like it could be a foreshadowing if they decide to go there. I exactly. like that. That's sweet. Yeah.
0: Like now you've got me fucking pulled up this whole like get off wiki the wiki. It just says, what is Warwick's lore in League of Legends? And like it's some pretty cool quotes from the game that they kind of are like trying to tie the pieces of how it is actually Vander. So it's mm-hmm. a pretty cool article. Maybe I'll send it to you guys after this.
1: So let's take this home. I want everybody's top three characters, not counting our two main sisters, Boo. and then mm. bottom three characters.
4: I think it would be interesting to allow See, Jinx to be in it. With yeah, Vi. right. Just because okay. I I think we all go one Vi, but, well, I don't know if we all go one Vi, but I'm just saying some, like, I feel like I might not put Jinx, too.
2: I don't think I'm putting Jinx at all. My top three are Caitlin, Vander, and Jace. Vander's
4: the homie if he still gets to be in a top. Wait, so you're not, you're
1: not counting Vi and Jinx in that list? Okay. Oh,
2: oh, no. I thought we were only counting Jinx. Sorry, no, Vi's number one always, so I took her out completely. Okay. So, without Vi and Jinx, because I was going to put Jinx in my bottom three, but not in a way where I don't like them on my screen. It's in a way where I'm like, I don't like them. All right. All right. Okay. Let's
4: talk about this really quick then. Are we going to go by? Uh, it's tough. Are we going by like? Entertaining or like who we like, like I just said, the difference between Jinx is like you're a badass. You're I freaking enjoy watching you, but also I, I mean you're kind of annoying and you're kind of like you're just a villain. I don't like, like well, you, I don't, you're the villain. Yeah, we can't so root like, for villains. Yeah, yeah, right. So in that sense, I don't know if she's like top two or three, but if it's just by like, damn, this is a sweet character. No, I she... think we
1: have to do sweet character because I think okay, like that's what right, we usually right. end up doing.
4: Yeah. All right, let, I'll go then. I'm in already. Right. Vi Jinx. Echo Vander Caitlin. Damn, we got a similar one. Ours is and, I, similar and I and I want to say Hummer Dinger's oh. got, got a nice little got a nice little
1: runner up. Okay. i take Jace
2: it. out and put put um Echo in mine, by the way.
1: Yeah, okay, but... nice. So say yours again, Kathleen.
2: Are we doing five?
1: Do five.
2: Okay. So I'll do Vi Caitlin Echo Jace Jinx.
1: Okay. 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 Mine's pretty similar to jimmy's i have vi and jinx one two little man then caitlin mm-hmm. and i actually have victor at number five i okay like him a lot more the
3: second
0: time yeah around. cool mine would go vi into jinx and then echo into vander and then five i'm actually gonna go silco i'm gonna go so nice. nice yeah
4: i was actually gonna say there's an argument for silco definitely victor I was I like a that. good one victor was a good yeah, one victor is a good
1: one yeah. as well Nice. Let's round the horn again. Least favorite. Three. Just I, three. I just have three here because you're not gonna have fire jinx in it. So unless.
2: This is hard because I I like everyone. Like they're such good characters. Marcus, no. Oh, Marcus sucks ass. Number one. Okay,
0: so Marcus Decker, can be nailed- see you do have a good list. What do you the think? The tongue hey, guy? Right.
2: The tongue guy? Yeah.
0: <laughs> the tongue guy. Yeah, we could do is number a group one. Marcus is number one overall for everyone, yeah. yep. right? Yeah. Okay. That's... I have Finn as number two.
2: Oh, I have Finn as number two. Yeah, Finn's yeah. good. That
4: Finn's a good one. Kathleen's trying to register who Finn is, right?
2: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> <doing Finn. laughs> He's the uh,
4: one I... who tried to rebel against Silco, okay. and they got his face chopped off. Yeah, that's like... a good one. I like Finn. And then I'll, I mean, Decker's a little bitch. I'll go with Decker. Oh, yeah, Decker or Decker? I Deckard think it's Decker with a D. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it seems like we're pretty much on the same page there. Fuck Marcus. He gets yeah. no redemption. I don't care that he had a cute little daughter. Fuck yeah.
2: him. Honestly, here's a hot take. If Milo and Clagger were to have grown up and not die, I think Milo I would have not liked. That's because he's fair. the skinny one, right? So yeah, yeah he's he the was the, so the cool one hair. always
4: giving okay. powder shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he used to piss me off. So, I mean, <laughs> just the fact that he's still haunting her in the back of his mind. Mm-hmm. It's like, she, he obviously was so annoying when he was yeah. alive.
0: Let me whip out my third one here. I'm going to go with the, the fat guy counselor. <laughs> Is that what you call it Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to go with the fat guy counselor. I forget his name. The one who can't figure oh, out the toy after all uh, the years. Oh,
4: I thought you were going to say the fat guy go- uh, prison guard that used to beat up Levi.
0: Oh. Mm, also okay he too. could be three too yeah fuck yeah, that guy, guy i asshole. just think the fat guy counselor just has no right to be as a counselor he is the le- from what i saw he is the least knowledgeable of any of the situation outside of piltover and he's just he always every time they vote he just like looks around and he's like oh what's everyone else doing oh voting yeah. like i'll just throw my hand up so fuck that guy just-
1: all right guys let's do our parting shots here um we could i'll start just because i want you jimmy and kathleen you guys end it this was your first time i'm just rehashing things i've already basically said so i I just loved it this was a really good experience i'm really happy and pleasantly surprised at like the reception you guys gave it that makes me more confident to just sell this show to basically anybody and i will watch this again and and again and again and again it has such good rewatch value and i'm just begging they put a season two out there because this is one of the best animated pieces of content i've ever seen in my life and it deserves justice of of seeing continuation of these characters yeah i don't care if it gets messy in the end and one of the sisters has to kill each other give me more <laughs> jinx give me more yeah. Vi echo like give me them all it was a great yep. time
0: <sighs> not much to follow up on that just so many characters that you can fall in love with in this show just very few that you can hate even our top threes we were kind of scrounging for that last guy to throw in there and Mm -hmm. they're all just kind of minor characters which just emphasizes again how great the main characters are and i i'm very glad that you guys had enjoyed this because for me i'm glad that i was able to be on this because i desperately needed to watch season two and refill these emotions again i just need to make sure i'm a human and it did it. this show (laughs) is just definitely one of the best animated shows of all time that i've seen
4: this is a great pitch town I was waiting to watch this. I talked about this in the pilot. When you guys tell me to watch something, I trust you and I watch it. But we were waiting because we knew this was going to be a pitch town. I was dying to watch it, but I literally had no idea what I was going to watch. There's easily have been something. Where I was like, yeah, it's, that's cool, but not anything crazy. Well, it blew me away right away and it kept blowing me away through throughout the nine episodes. I talked about this again in the pilot, the stigma against like animation, anime, any of that kind of stuff when it comes to people, you know, saying, oh, I'm not going to watch that because it's, you know, it's an anime or or it's cartoon or or whatever. I wish that you could figure out a way to explain to people that's ridiculous. And I feel like this show is the show that can do that to at least Mm -hmm. get their foot wet. You know, in, so they can move on to other, you know, actual animes or whatever, because I, I keep saying I talk about this in the pilot, but like there's so much stuff that you can only do via animation, wh- whether it's the, um, you know, the character designs, the the background stuff, the, the fight scenes, like the way that they, they show Jinx, just everything with the animation style was perfect. I love this show. I will be telling people I will be pitching it to other people. Nice and um, Kathleen, you're up.
2: Yeah, I already sold it to someone. The show already. <laughs> so and I was only five, four episodes deep at that point because I binged all five today. So during this pod, I've I pretty much my brain is not working today. I've been drinking
3: <laughs>
2: nonstop for five since Wednesday, like unbelievable amounts. So my brain. Not quite here for this one, but I do love the show a lot. I pitched it through four to my friend Matt yesterday when we were coming home from New York. But yeah, this was a great show to just watch five episodes in a row today. I really needed Mm -hmm. it to just relax. And normally when you feel like shit and it's like five episodes of something, I'm like, oh, my God, how am I ever going to get through these? These were the quickest episodes of my life. Like these were so good. Visually so cool. Alex kept my girlfriend kept just walking in and standing there and watching it, getting stopped by this whatever scene it was on and watching for 10 minutes and then being like, oh, fuck, and like doing what (laughs) she was doing because it's that good and captivating. So I'm happy I watched it. I needed this pitch down in order to click play. So guys, for future reference, just pitch down something you need me to watch, especially if it's animated and I'll watch the whole damn thing. Maybe you need to pitch down Avatar at Last Airbender and then I'll pinch the whole thing.
1: You made a good point, though. It's totally meant to be binged.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I as well binged the five episodes. Yeah.
1: And I don't want to leave this episode without. I brought up the the shout out to Haley Steinfeld again for Steinfeld for her performance as Vi. Now, Kathleen, you blew my mind today. So I'll, yeah. I'll let you say because I'm i still just in shock at the timing of when you blew my mind because I was literally mid episode. But go ahead.
2: Yeah. So I am a huge Yellow Jackets fan. And Honestly, it's not even that I recognize the voice. It's that I was like, this actress is so good at voicing Jinx. And it's one of the main characters of Yellow Jacket season one. A young, a young character, if anyone who watched her hasn't watched Yellow Jackets, it's basically... You get them as young characters, then you get them older, like in a in a way, flash forward. So mm-hmm. she's the she's one of my favorite characters on Yellow Jackets, and she crushed as Jenks.
4: Ella Pernell. Pernell. You know. Pernell. Ella Pernell. Okay, I see that too. Now, let me blow some minds here, and I didn't figure this out at all myself. I'm going to give a shout out to the Arcane League of Legends Netflix series Facebook group, because I made a post about it. Just not even about like sh- saying anything about our pod, just talking about League of Legends or Arcane because I was like, damn, I, I want to talk about this. And I was saying how awesome the first couple episodes were. And somebody posted and said, let me blow your mind. Caitlin's voice actress is Cho Chang from Harry Potter.
1: Oh my God.
4: Fuck really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so-, so that's another <laughs> dang, baby. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Situation. So yeah, that was sweet. Um, so we have a couple that we didn't realize. And and I brought this up in one of the other pods where I was like, I can't hear Haley Steinfeld. Well, yeah, now I can hear it easily. Yeah, but yeah. it's just funny how <laughs> it works.
1: Also, we may be potentially pitch-towning Yellow Jackets in the future. So be on the lookout for that.
2: Fuck yeah. Season three comes out in March. I can't wait. I will end the pod by saying that, fun- funnily enough, I went on Jimmy's Netflix because when we get screeners for Netflix, we have to use it on one person's account. So I have Jimmy's on my phone because I'm too lazy to change it. I go to log in today. Guess who's his icon? van yeah, who did it i did, did
4: that <laughs> i was gonna say i needed to yeah i was actually gonna bring that up before we finished so i was like someone changed the vander and i'm loving it <laughs>
2: i thought jimmy changed it to that i was cracking up i was like man he really loved this show didn't he uh, i've
1: been watching the screeners too i switched it originally to jinx and then i was like wait i gotta this i gotta do vander for jimmy and it was just yeah. the perfect shot of it i was like He's gonna i would have been this. good with,
4: with jinx too but <laughs>
2: <Amazing>. <laughs> all right kathleen take us home all right y'all so these one of the last. Episodes we're going to drop in 2022. I mean, we'll have some Alice in Borderland episodes, right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, besides that, coming up on Thursday, Friend of the Pod, Tyler, is coming back and we're going to record one of those episodes where we talk about what was our favorite episode drops or season drops in 2022. So it could be anything that had a release in 2022, doesn't have to be a first season, can be anything. So Listen to this, listen to that. Got Alice in Borderland dropping. When when does Alice in Borderland actually drop? Is that out? Twenty now?
1: second, the Thursday, the twenty second.
2: Okay. So yes, we're gonna be dropping as many as we can because we have the screeners. We've been recording. So get pumped for that. And the new year we have so much shit coming up. We've got Yellow Jackets, Shadow and Bone, Carnival Row, um, The Last of Us. What else are we doing?
0: Pitchtown. Potentially, Potentially Invincible Pitch Season down. Two, maybe. Oh Invincible yeah, probably. Two.
2: And yeah. it's just going to be such a fucking good year for TV, just like 22, 22 was. So let's get fucking hyped. Catch us, catch up on anything you haven't uh, listened to for us. Um, we have so many good shows we've covered and we can't wait for next year. So if you don't come back, cause you're just here for arcane happy holidays, just keep checking in on us. We're definitely going to cover a show you love. We are binge town TV. And thanks for listening.